fine. It was great. But it was so, great. So. So you wait. So you're switching. <laughs> ah. So you're switching to. I missed the first part. You're switching. So I'm, so I'm not actually switching. I'm going to stick with. Uh, I'm going to stick with my my current behavioral therapist, and we're going to still talk about uh, medications, and then find, finding the right dosage and and in the right amount because we're still we're still toying with it uh -huh. um, but ultimately from um a psychology aspect um uh he, he's going to recommend a colleague because that there's, makes sense yeah yeah okay. there's i mean so he's more on the medication aspect um and, and my you know my my physical health um and then he's going to recommend somebody for for mental health and that's why it was so cool Mm -hmm. um the other day when I he's like hey so I haven't seen because he wanted to meet every month I didn't I'm like I want to meet every 90 days it's it's hell on my insurance like it's expensive blah, oh, blah. Yeah. And he's like yeah. and he's like cool so we can stretch that out so I hadn't talked to him in a while so I had to I had to bring him up to speed like hey Savannah passed away and this happened and and then I was like and you know a uh, friend reached out to me and we started doing a podcast together and he's like hmm, what about and I started explaining and he's like that makes total sense. And he's <laughs> just awesome. like, and he's like, you, you really have grown a lot in like your sense of self. And he's like, if you don't mind, he's like, what, what is the podcast? Cause I'd like to share it with some of my other patients because Ooh. I think it would be good for them to hear it. And Ooh. I'm like, well, some of the stuff is, is kind of just goofy and whatever. I was like the stuff that I'm on, the episodes that I'm on, yeah. like it's, yeah, it's mental health and, and just, you know, being, you know, how we view people and being a good person and, and um, you know, um, not, not a lot of disagreement. It's a, it's a collaboration of, of just good, good stuff, good feelings. And he's like, yeah, I'd like to share that. And oh, he says, I, so I really cool. think some of our other patients could really benefit from hearing somebody who currently comes to our office that is uh -huh. finding success because um, sometimes it can really be an uphill battle for them. And so it's nice to hear a success story. So I'd like to share it with them. And I'm yeah. like, that's awesome. And it's not like you're preaching. We're having a discussion. So it's like oh, somebody yeah. listening in on a discussion that we're having. That's really yeah. cool. So Yay, that's awesome. And so he we, uh, <laughs> go ahead. No, I was gonna say which episode which episode have you pointed him to or well, you... so I took him direct I took him direct to um the full episode, but I uh I sent him to our our mental mental health uh episode, like the um I skipped the abandonment. Um, I, I didn't really skip it. I know it's our number one. That was but, our first one anyway. We, but so. I, um, I, I went to, um, what did we call it? It was, it was our mental health episode where we the talked second about, part. it might've been, I'd yeah. have to look it up. Um, I, I can't remember the Here. dang name of it. Um, I can't remember the name of it because I'm always talking to my friend. And so it's just like, you know, mental health, imposter syndrome, um, words that destroy families. Oh, yeah, yeah. Out one. And, you know, um, and then I like to just give people just one and let them decide, like, you know, how far down yeah. the rabbit hole they want to go. Um, and that was the cool. And so we wrapped it up and he's like, he's like, he goes, so it sounds like in your personal life, your professional life, and then your, your hobby life that you're you're just getting a lot of positive feedback. And I'm like, I, I am. And, and he said, you understand that's all you, right? Like you made the choice, you made the effort, you're deliberate. Right. And he says, so you should be proud of yourself. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's tough, man. Cause you're like, you know, 10 years younger than I am hearing that. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, and, and he's like, 
he's like, well, yeah, you know, but I, I did take, I did have the education for it. You know, you went a different yeah. route and I'm just like, yeah, man, I really appreciate it. And so we're, we're in a really good spot, him and I, and I, I, cool. I look forward to just, you know, and again, he's like, you know, we're going to get to a point just so you know, where we're probably only going to do this twice a year. Yeah. And, and he said, wow. and that's why I want to send you to a colleague um, that, that'll, that'll talk. You've about been graduated or you've graduated. You have. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Right. So uh, I'll tell you professional, what is it? What it's really helped me in my professional life because uh, I'm well, I'm much more organized, uh, much more deliberate. I can compartmentalize. My favorite part of what it's helped with is, is my relationship with, uh, with my wife. It's just uh we're, 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 we're kind of like teenagers at the moment, like mature teenagers at the moment. Uh-huh. And it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's Every time fun. I feel like <laughs> you want us, like, I could tell it's something like sexual in a way. You're like, can we smile? <laughs> and then like, you glare, you like, you like disappear into the <laughs> looking off in the world. And then you like snap back on even the huge smile on your face. And you're like, yeah, uh, we're like teenagers. Well, so Okay, it's uh when, when I, so th- in this in this instance it wasn't a um I, I wasn't suggesting something uh sexual but it is intimate yeah um and and, and it's playful way, yeah. and it's mm-hmm. it's very it's fun it's, it, yeah it's it's fun and it, and it's it's a love and appreciation with my best best friend that that really it's, it's very it's, it's it's a really little little effort it's no, just yeah, little that's... effort you know. That, that's the way um, it should be that's the way it should be and that's how we don't well that's the perfect segue i guess into the episode so um what's oh my up, gosh everyone? did she have some red flags Woo! oh <laughs> her i feel that um what's oh, no, up I everyone it's bella mars somebody keeps interrupting me <laughs> just <laughs> just kidding what's up everyone it's bella mars i'm back with another episode of big time fresh i'm here with jp and roberto's here too Hi. Yep, um, and she can totally fix it in post. So welcome, welcome. Just, <laughs> Thanks for listening, you wonderful, wonderful people. I like leaving it in now because it's kind of funny. It is funny. I like it. So last time we had talked about love and uh marriage and divorce and post and feelings and everything, but uh one important thing that everybody goes through either as they're dating. Or after they get divorced or reflecting on your life are the red flags that you didn't know about, didn't know you're supposed to notice. So we're going to talk about. Ignored. Yeah, ignored is most of probably what mine were. But we're um, so we're going to talk about those in case you need to hear it from a third person point of view, because there's a lot of them. I, pull, I have two lists pulled up. Um, but I guess I'm trying to think of the best way to go around, around the horn, around the screen, but maybe it's better if we just have a discussion. So that way we're not, well, making it obvious that we're calling anybody out specifically. Um, oh, you're talking just straight open forum. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So, yeah. I, so actually, so here's one, I think that I, I want, um, your guys' opinion on too. Um, how old were you when you found out what gaslighting was? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> it's, it's so sad. 
I I uh, did not know what gaslighting was until I was in my late 30s. Same, I'm turning 40 same. this year. Yeah. And I, up until then, I just thought it was normal. I thought it was like a normal part of relationships. Like that's, yeah. I didn't even know it was really happening to me until I had a better understanding of it. And mm-hmm. uh, I got deeper into therapy and then I, it was sort of kind of taking a step back and, you know, the rose colored glasses are off and you're seeing things for what they are. And you're just like, oh shit, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> yeah. the realization hits you. Um, it sucks. Yeah. I'm glad I know what it is now. Um, did you recognize no it sooner. where, did you recognize it when you're in the, in the middle of it or was this like a post after everything happened? now you're looking back and the you know therapy kind of helped um, you know I think it was mostly post but I would say the recognizing of it started uh towards the end of our relationship I would say I was starting to see it probably about six months before we separated mm, okay really yeah. seeing it yeah 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 and then also looking back in the past, because that saying hindsight is always 2020. It's such a cliche, but it's so true. Yeah. Because you look back on certain events, certain conversations, behaviors, patterns, what be it? And you're like, oh my God, I was totally gaslighted there and I didn't even realize it. And um oftentimes in my head, I just explained it away mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> as being my fault. Cause that's, you know, at the crux of gaslighting. Yeah. Yeah. And you're so sweet too. I feel like from what I read, people like us are targets in some, I I guess subconsciously or, or anything like, I don't think people are like, oh, that girl looks like she's super nice. Or maybe that's the truth, but because we're so (laughs) nice, then uh, we become targets for that. How about you, JP? Uh, uh, If I'm being completely honest, the term gaslighting, what's today? Today is today is Sunday. So today I think is I learned April about 9th. It. Yeah, I think I learned about it sometime the term gaslighting, probably sometime in February. Now the the but the action of gaslighting, um, I would say in my previous um uh marriage that um I was the gaslighter. I I was I was the one who um I would think I I believe that we both did it to one another, but but I think that I was more guilty of 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 that action than her. Oh, I'm this is gonna be good interesting mm-hmm. part of yeah. the conversation. But can I just can I just say, can I give you props for one admitting or like I should say acknowledging and two being willing to be honest about Absolutely. you the gaslighter. I think it takes a lot of mm, self awareness to even be able to say that, you know. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Yeah, it's much yeah. easier because I'm not married to her anymore. Um, you know, there there is that. But but, but how, if how do you? Because I, I like the idea of, of our forum, right? That it's a, it's a opportunity to share what wisdom we have. You know, we're not clinical people. We're just everyday folk. Um, but if we're if we're not honest, and that that really yeah I, you know that doesn't that doesn't help anyone. So it's embarrassing, but but it did happen. It's not who I am today. And mm-hmm. so thank you. Thanks for recognizing that. I appreciate it. Yeah, that's, that's uh, that, 
for any guy to to um admit their you know wrongdoings but this one is is uh really good for the conversation but also it's really refreshing to hear that um, you're, you're owning up to you're owning up to <laughs> but 20 years ago at this point right something like that but, um, uh, uh thir- thir- I mean yeah like 13 years ago really I mean mm-hmm. and then and then and then the decade before that right like uh yeah. um, but you know growing the 20 growing up basically I mean it it is and and um I can tell you probably around the time I got divorced when I was about 29 and um even 35 um is when I really started to do some some self-reflection and looking back on it, while while I feel that in some cases, you know, I can't say that it was a hundred percent me, but there were definitely times of um, selfishness and narcissism, um, and you know, um, self pity, uh, and that, and all the behaviors that 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 come with that. Um, that that's that that is whether it was a product of um, uh, the current situation or just who I was Mm -hmm. um uh I wouldn't I wouldn't even call myself a free spirit then I I would definitely call myself more of a free spirit now I think then it was it was just selfishness and narcissism and um so yeah it's hard but it's true and sometimes truths are are hard once you recognize that though and you decide that's not who you're going to be anymore then then that's the path uh Mm -hmm. that that is it's far more rewarding you right know? yeah but By the fact you. that you recognized it that that's that's amazing and look it's like you made a decision you're a completely different person and your journey has been amazing in oh. every sense of the word so um thank you so so for me gaslighting i, I think it, it was maybe like two years ago when i started getting confused at why am i why am i crying right now when i came in with the problem to you know with the it was something yeah. that the other person did yeah. um and i'm like why am i why do, why is it now my fault and i'm in trouble and i'm crying in it and i'm not i have the silent treatment some i've been given the silent treatment like i i guess this is a relationship i mean this was <laughs> post marriage um so see, that's that's hard for me to hear too because like um, you know, but my, my spouse at the time came to me as a victim and then in a convoluted, terrible way, I made myself out to be the victim without, oh. without acknowledging her stance. Uh-huh. And, uh, I'll tell you what, like it, it, it helps me in my marriage today because there are times when we are most definitely both the victim. We are both the product of something. The thing is, is that uh, where I have found success is if she comes to me with something that has made her upset, has hurt her, that she is concerned about, Mm -hmm. your natural reaction is to be defensive. Well, you did this and that, and you can't do that. And I have found uh, success, and only recently, you know, within the past year, to be able to stop and go, you know, okay, so what I'm hearing is, is that when you start to talk about what's going on in your professional life, that I start to talk about my professional life without acknowledging that 
you're validated and that I heard you. Um, I'm sorry for doing that. And then wait and explain at a later time, hey, the reason that I jumped to talking about my professional life as well is because I want to find common ground with you and 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 um, I want to share. I realize that when I'm doing that, mm-hmm. um, that, that I'm not paying attention to you enough and acknowledging where you're coming from. And it's hard. It's effing hard. It's I don't know if, I, if that's maybe I think I might be guilty of that just because I get it's almost so like, excited. Almost like one upping, right? It's almost yeah, like, yeah. like unintentional. Like, un- I, it's like, I, me too. I have something to I, say too. That's it. I, you know, I went skydiving. Yeah, me too. First time I went skydiving, I'd never yeah. been in a plane before. And it's like, you okay, but fucking... but you didn't ask me how my skydiving experience yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, you came to me and and yeah. you ruined my, you took exactly my excitement away. Now I don't even you, you care. Took it, you took something from them, yeah. right? And, and yeah. whether it's intentional, because um, I think a lot of times we in relationships, it, it depending on the person, you don't, it, it's not with malice. It, it's, mm-hmm. it, you know, um, but even in an indirect way, unbeknownst to you, that you're, you're taking something from your spouse. If they're the first one to share and speak, and then you talk about something about yourself, that's selfish. You're only, you know, yeah. they think, even if you don't mean it, it sounds like you're only thinking about you. Yeah. Um, and you don't do that to your partner. Um, or you shouldn't do that to your partner. Yeah. It's a I still see now I know I'm guilty of that. Like because I we was, all are. I was told mm-hmm. once like um uh I always ask you about how your day was, but you never asked me about how mine was. And in my head, I'm like, well, I think you can just tell me. But if you know I should have been more interested well interested is an interesting term but I should have you know been more have more of a caring attitude in general I'm pretty I'm not very touchy-feely emotionally kind of person so for me it's like fact exchange at that point in in the marriage so we're just exchanging Um... you know what I mean like, I think that you're being a little hard on yourself because my wife could um, get ready to bleep. My wife could give two shits about my career <laughs> or what I do, right? So to hear about my day is um, boring for her. It is not, she doesn't want to hear about um, that stuff. What she might want to hear about is what kind of successes or wins I had that day. Mm-hmm. Or she knows that I'm an emotional person. So she might want to hear about how my interaction was with my president and, and how I feel in that regard. But as far as like my day, every single day, she she doesn't care. And she has a right not to care. I, I don't want to hear about her, you know, her sales. What do I want to hear about? That she hit an accelerator on her bonus. And, yeah. you know, I want to hear that stuff. So I think you're being maybe a little bit too hard on yourself, as we all are. But that also shows that you are caring and you're empathetic and, um, you know, you recognize yourself. But we're we're all guilty of that. But the reasoning yeah. why you do that, I think, is something that it's it's harder to find. So yeah. g- give give yourself a little bit of a break. Okay, I'll give a, <laughs> I'll give myself a break on that one because now I'm thinking like, but why do I have to be? I don't know. It's like then just tell me how your day was. Like, why am I in trouble for not asking you how your day was? I feel like that's around around that circle. Be. be you know. 
And isn't that isn't that ga- that's gaslighting? That's gaslighting. That, that, right? That's like, gaslighting. Uh, right? Um, like, um, and I, I, I think, uh, I, I think that that could go with with many things in relationships. Is that 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 level of intent? Are you asking them how their day was because you want to hear about how their day was, or are you asking in the hopes that they ask you? And then it's yeah. like a whole selfish thing. Yeah. Can I interject? Uh, of course you can. We can talk so, over each other all the time. And then <laughs> talks a lot. I just, <laughs> I don't want to step on any toes. No, you're good. Um, so I was one of those people with my ex where I genuinely cared about how his day was. And it was not necessarily that I wanted to like hear his, like the details of what he mm-hmm. did or anything. I'm just talking right. about like umbrella. Did you have a good day? Right. Like JP mm-hmm. said, did you have any wins? Like how did your interactions go? Stuff like that. Because I, I genuinely cared and I wanted to hear about his day, what, how his day was. And I never did it with intent that he would ask me how my day was. Um, however, when it got, when it came to certain things where it was like, I had something big going on at work and he was aware of it and he wouldn't ask me how it would go like after I would ask him how his day was and it wasn't like a baiting or anything but even Mm -hmm. if it was you know I like yeah you know sometimes knowing it was important to me and and you've probably been talking about it yeah I've been talking about it yeah does your ex does your ex love his job no do you but i didn't love mine not at that point i didn't really oh yeah that's my thing is i love my career i love i love the people i i i I love it Mm -hmm. my wife does did does not Mm -hmm. and so to her it's just it's just money. It's just like, I'm doing a job. I'm getting paid. That's it. And I think a lot of times uh, that when, when you love something, like you want to share that love. I'm surprised mm-hmm. to hear that from you is that, you know, you didn't love it. And I didn't did, love it, but you love the success that you were getting, right? I loved like, the, the success. The yes. And I was damn good at it. I'm still damn good at my job. Like yes. that's, okay. the, you know, I've been in my field for 10 years. So it's like, I know what I'm doing. And even though I may not love it, like I still have good work ethic and I want to be successful at it. Right. No matter yeah. if my whole heart is in it or not. And, um, there was like no interest in that aspect of it like I would have to volunteer that information which fine right but it was it was do you think it was not even like top of mind like selfish kind of coming from a selfish point of view where he just didn't care yeah uh you know it was again when uh, there were (laughs) uh, because you know my relationship was long and there were red flags from the beginning Mm. um I found myself uh, explaining away a lot of those behaviors and um, excusing excuses, making excuses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that became the norm for me. So like when it comes to, uh, you know, there, I think there, there are certain red flags that I think that are 
acceptable. I think that there are certain red flags that are unacceptable. It is a degree, right? Like we have in our judicial system, you know, first degree, second degree, third degree, so on and so forth. Um, I am going to, as we are on the topic of red flags. Yes, let's hear your red flag. Uh, I'm related to Roberta, so this is going to be a little bit tricky. <laughs> um, so, so you're on a dating app and you match <laughs> with somebody and you talk to them. And ultimately what you find out about this, this person, this guy that you're talking to, um, he, he, he travels for work at a job that he Sorry, is I'm distracted. A- Hi, Dougie. That's Molly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. But sorry. You, you no, you're good. You you find out that uh, this individual is uh, uh, they're they're traveling for work. They're they don't really have a career. Um. Uh. They're 10.99. They're they're gone for nine days at a time. They are locked into a lease with their ex girlfriend, and they are still in the same house with one another. Um. And they've only you know been in the state that they're in for basically a year that that doesn't sound like security to me that doesn't sound like you know i mean it that, sounds that, like a i don't know who it applies to so i'll be gentle it does sounds like a bad i would be like nope. <laughs> you would be like nope right yeah and i i, I yeah. later asked her i'm like hey why why did you i mean these are these are legitimate red flags like why mm-hmm. Why, why did you, you, you looked past them and she goes, well, I didn't really look past them. Like they were there and I was cognizant and I was aware of them, but you know, the way that you spoke about your path is for a career and where you wanted to be. She said, I, I believed you when you said, um, this is not who you are. Um, this is just a, a time in your life and, and you know, that you had aspirations to be something different and then you proved it. Um, and she said, and it happened quickly. It's not like it drug out for, yeah, you know, months and months and months. So, but a red flag for me dating somebody and it's like, yeah, where do you live? Well, I, uh, you know, I was dating this person for a year and, you know, we're stuck in this lease and, you know, I'm going to be there for a couple more months. And, uh, you know, so he's in the master bedroom and, and, and I'm in the other room at the other end of the house. And it's like, Hmm, great um yep <laughs> that's <amazing>. yeah bye <laughs> call me when you move out <laughs> that's it right that's yeah. it that's it so um but I got I got lucky and I, I really think that's why she's my person because um I was genuine I was honest and mm-hmm. and um maybe that's the difference at, at 35 as opposed to you know 26 or whatever yeah. it may be like you know um uh, I think that like red flags where you, you cannot, like th- there is no excuse is, um, violence, whether it be verbal, physical, this and that, um, how, how they treat children, whether you plan to have children or not, if, if right. somebody can be, um, uh, well, we all have children, right? So if we were right. entering into a new relationship and this person was negative in any way toward children, or maybe how they treat their parents, I met my wife's family uh very quickly and there were a lot of kids and i think she realized quickly like oh shoot this guy wants to be a dad like uh, like i love kids yeah as long as they're on rent 
And I can <laughs> yeah. get them back at the end of the day, unless it's mine. Even my own. Yeah. Like there's days. Eventually like, they have like, to sleep. Can, like, yeah. Yeah. I need a break. Um, I've had enough. And, and so, you know, um, I mean, uh, you know, I, I'd like to hear both from you. Um, cause I, it, cause the red flags with my wife are, are, um, pretty min minimal. Um, and, um, now I can think of previous relationships where it, it wasn't just a red flag. It was a damn cowbell dinging <laughs> next to my head, uh, that I ignored. So I'd like to hear from the two of you, like, like high level, 10,000 foot view. What, what are some of those red flags? Um, I mean, uh, you know, I know, I know your ex on a very intimate and personal level, um, uh, plutonic intimate. Um, and, uh, <laughs> you know, is I also, I, I, I know your ex as well. And I can tell you if, if, if I was ever in a situation with my wife and she started hitting on somebody in my presence, like, whoo, boy, Ugh. uh, I, that's terrible. Yeah. So I and what those red flags are for y'all. So I'll, I'll jump on that. Um, and I'm, I'm going to also just kind of include some, sorry for putting you on the spot. No, that's, that's what this is for. So she I'll, said she had a list. <laughs> I have yeah. mine. <laughs> we were supposed to write lists. I no, list. I just, I, am I was doing story my, my life. I didn't study and I'm stuff. not prepared. <laughs> yeah, no, um, I was doing my hair and like, Stuff was coming to me and I was like I better write this down that makes cool. sense I, I don't have much hair that's probably <laughs> <laughs> well so when I started noticing it being I found that I don't know if I was wanting to get married or if I was trying to succeed at a goal that I set um so it helped Heavy. it make me mm -hmm. yeah i think i overlooked a lot so you know like i said before he was very popular in college and, and there were a lot of um girls but I, I would fight them off and looking back i i would fight them off because i wanted to win i feel like you know what i mean sure like oh i i'm that means i'm prettier than you and i'm better than you um and then after college, there was this kind of lull of, okay, so there's no, like, there's, there's nothing going on to where there has to be drama, I guess, would be the way to, to put it. Mm. So then, um, so once all that went away, yeah, yeah, there has to be some kind of ambition. And now I'm talking generally about a couple of different people, guys. Um, sure. You know, the people like look video games are cool i get it i i love having hobby time and whatever but when you don't have a job and i have a job and i come home and you're still playing video games and then you get mad at me for saying you're playing video games just because i'm your wife doesn't mean you get a pass you know what i mean so it can't it was like oh, you're always bitching at me like you're like i'm uh like you're not my mom like things like that to where it would make me think like yeah I shouldn't say that but I should say something you know what I mean where where they're telling yeah. me I shouldn't say that that makes me like this or that makes me like this so then uh, in my head I'd be like okay so I, I can't talk about you know video games okay I shouldn't talk about how he eats or how he doesn't clean up about himself because he'll complain about how I'm talking about it to him so then towards the end of it there's this long ass list of things where it's like okay 
that was my fault but it, it it was just overwhelmingly like obvious that this is I can't live my life with all of these like checklists in my head of what I can and cannot say before every mm-hmm. single conversation like mm-hmm. it's like a five minute like all right how do I there shouldn't I don't think there should ever be like a a think about how you have a normal conversation because you don't want to piss that person off with no you're not coming to them with anything you just want to have a normal conversation but you're trying to make sure that you don't piss them off in any sort of way and that's i think that's that's all encompassing also but that's what i've encountered the the most so yeah that's me roberta Um, no okay i'm warning y'all now i may get emotional because this is all very fresh it's very fresh Uh, time out i'm the crier I'll be the crier too. Oh, okay, no, go ahead. Go. <laughs> Let me ju- I've been crying all week. So <laughs> um, that's healthy. So I'm going to, I have a lot of red flags. Um, so I'm going to try to go through them as much as I can and really touch on the ones that were the most prominent for me. Sure. And again, yeah. these are all things that I had to see later on, but reflecting back on them. Um, it's like, oh God, that was one. And then there's that. And then there's that, you know, it's, it's yeah. again, this realization. Um, well, first and foremost, I think another big flag that we don't really talk about is putting your own insecurities and past relationship trauma and bringing it into your new relationship and putting these certain expectations on your new partner that has to do with your past experiences and then sort of upholding them mm-hmm. to these uh, standards or expectations that will never be met. Will can never I, can be I met. interject very, very quickly because, because of where I am being married now, right. And where the two of you currently are um, very quickly with, 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 with my first marriage, um, frankly, um, I needed to be fixed. I was broken. I mm-hmm. needed to grow. When we split, I spent the next four or five relationships, two long-term relationships, trying to fix that person like my ex had tried to fix me. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. With with the ultimate... By, and, and, and in doing that, I was still ignoring... The fact that I needed to fix certain things about myself. And only when I stopped and paid attention to myself first and and acknowledged these truths that I needed to be fixed when I came into my next relationship with that person, there was nothing to fix. Mm -hmm. Wow. I And I needed to continue the path of working on myself, but I, I became, I became my ex yeah the thing that i hated the most hates a strong word might be the right word but uh i hated i i that's the thing that i hated the most that that's the thing that i loathed and i became that in a very insidious way and Mm -hmm. i didn't even pay attention to it so um you know go ahead that's heavy too yeah (laughs) well i and you know i love that you say that because when you're 15 and going into a relation none of that stuff occurs right none of that stuff occurs. No. But this was this was like a thing i was held to 
our entire relationship. Um, you know, um, we talk about gaslighting and Bella, you hit on it when you were talking about minimizing them, minimizing your feelings and even like making you feel guilty for having those feelings, um, and, and shifting the responsibility to you, right? There were many a conversations that we would have where he was mad at me and I would tell him, I, I, you know, what did I do? First of all, cause I would never right. know. He would tell me, I would apologize for upsetting him in that way, no matter how minuscule or ridiculous it was. Cause I was already feeling guilty about it. Right. Cause I did something wrong. And then it would always turn to, okay, well, you know, the way that you made me feel when you were angry at me was really hurtful. And, um, you know, it's the same ignoring, ignoring me for days at a time, not even acknowledging my existence. Um, even like when I would try to, uh, initiate conversation and nothing. And so I would have to go in my closet and cry because even my tears would set him off, you know? Yeah. Um, and so when it would finally, when that conversation would finally occur and I would say, this is how, you know, I'm feeling because of the after effects of this and literally telling him, I feel like I'm walking on eggshells all the time because I don't want to set him off because I'm scared to make him angry. Mm-hmm. Immediately turning it around on me, literally using my own language against me. Now, all of a sudden he's walking on eggshells around me and he doesn't know how I'm going to act. Oh in my God. To him. Yeah. And he uh, made me feel crazy. You yeah. Know, you know why crying was a, was a heavy one for me. Um, once, once I realized whether that, you know, cause I do think there were cases where crying was used as a weapon, but with, with like my wife now, um, when, when, when she cries, um, there, there in the beginning, it was a, a trigger for me that, and yeah, I, I, it would, it didn't aggravate me. I didn't like it. And, and, and it made me this, I can explain this now in hindsight, that it made me uncomfortable, made me upset. And the reason being that I, the conclusion that I've come to is that that's my fault. Like I I caused that, like, which means now I have to self-reflect and I have to admit that I effed up. I have to admit my fault and that I was wrong. And when you're a narcissist, I'm not saying your ex is. Um, I, I love that person. Um, but it, that's that's your take. You, you have you can whatever. But 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 <laughs> they come that, in and when, 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 when you when you do not when you do not interject yourself in in your your participation in this conflict. Um uh it be, because you don't want to you don't want to admit it then 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 the hurt that you're causing your spouse is going to aggravate you because then you have to look at yourself and it's just a round and round and round thing this is why my wife and i if we do get in a disagreement um the disagreement happens and then there might be two or three days of what we call the spiral things are said um on both sides when we go to the conflict resolution we do not address anything that happened in the spiral we, we don't 
name calling, which we're pretty good about, but anything that happened in that spiral, we don't talk about it. Is it because um, it's kind of, it, it's like a, the reactions that you had from the disagreement that you don't want to count towards the actual disagreement yeah. itself? Well, what's the, yeah, because I mean, then it becomes a bunch of, you did this, you did this, you did this, gotcha. like, yeah. and, 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 and then you negate or ignore the original reason why. I and, gotcha. and the yeah. hardest part about that sometimes is acknowledging that, that you are responsible for mm -hmm. why this conflict started. And then anything past that is generally because somebody is hurt mm -hmm. and they are, they have their, they have run out of options to try and figure out how to get through to you. And so they lash out with words or actions and this and that, like, you know, if, if, if they do something like, uh, and then any, a lot of things come out of spite. Like if you're the one, for example, that makes coffee every single day, and then you deliberately do not make coffee you're being petty and you are doing it to be hurtful. oh yeah and then <laughs> what you do is you say to them well you never make coffee and it's like well that's in the spiral that's not that's not the root of it so then you go back to the original conflict you address that you come to that conclusion and then later you say hey i had some self-reflection i realized that i i don't like being responsible for um, making coffee every day, uh, you know, um, frankly, I, okay. So what's the compromise? Well, whoever puts our child down at night, cause they're laying in bed with them. Could the other person make the coffee? Yeah. Cool. Is that so effing hard? No, <laughs> but when you're in the spiral, when you're in that moment, yeah, it's, That's it's, a very it's good near, point. it's near impossible to, to get to yeah. that. So it's all resentment. Like, yeah, you do the fucking coffee then if you don't want me to do it. Anything right. that, that petty stuff, that stuff that's in the spiral, that's tough. But if you, if both parties aren't willing to recognize their involvement, which, you know, uh, Roberta, that may, I, I, I'm an outside perspective with somebody that I mm -hmm. love that may have, I'm not trying to negate your feelings and not validate you. If that's the case, that's tough. Mm -hmm. And it's terrible because if that person's not willing to admit their involvement and they're part of it, then anything that happens after that on both sides is is not the root right and if the root is hey you have to accept responsibility for your actions and the things that you do and that person's unwilling to do that you're not going to get anywhere right? yeah and you know i would oftentimes think of that because i didn't want to be that person which is when whenever I would like genuinely upset him with something I said, my behavior, you know, whatever it may have been, like I would sincerely be apologetic because you know me and I would never intentionally hurt somebody like I, that goes yeah, against. Then they, then they pounce on it and they, and they yeah. use it as a weapon and then they, they and then they drive it into you and that, and then, and then what ends up happening? You stop apologizing for stuff that you know that you should, because you're going to be attacked. Mm -hmm. it's, so it's, it's, either, it's a protective yeah. mechanism that you you yeah. create yeah I ended up yes I had to hide some stuff that I was doing because I lived in fear of whether or not it would set him off and it was even just normal things too you know it, because it was like no matter what no matter 
the responsibility that I did take because I am in no way perfect and I was not in that relationship. However, I will 100% own up to every single mistake that I made because I feel like that's how we learn and that's how we grow. Sometimes yeah. we repeat mistakes, right? But, um, it, but it was like, it. I was always the one making mistakes. He never made mistakes. You know, it was that sort of thing where yeah. it was always, or it felt like it was always, like I said, flipped around, mm-hmm. around on me. Um, and not to say like, he never apologized for certain things because he did, you know, it wasn't always hundred percent bad, but when it was bad, it was really fucking bad. Like to the point where I would have to remind him time after time, I'm telling you, please do not treat me a certain way because it is traumatic for me. And, um, I understand you need your time, but can you please like not completely ignore my entire existence, you know? Yeah. Um, I, have a, or, I have a question. Yeah. So, so with, with, with the idea or the topic of red flags, would you say the two of you, um, mm-hmm. knowing that these red flags existed, would you say that you operated in your relationship a lot of times just out of fear and oh, yeah. and and what i mean by that out of the fear that um these red flags you're you're paying attention to them they are there they are, you're not comfortable with them and and every time that you went to try and acknowledge these or communicate these to your to your partner that, that you were met with uh aggressive opposition that would you say that you lived in kind of kind of a constant state of fear not not of like being hurt, but like no, but but yeah. but afraid that you know. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I was. It got to the point where I would even weigh out what I was gonna say beforehand because could this trigger him? Um, you would try and have the conversation in your head and trying to think of every possible. Uh, answer that they could possibly have so that you could uh, uh, try and prepare yourself to navigate it and no matter how hard you tried it, you still yeah. found that that it did not go it did not go the route that you thought uh, no uh, wh- wh- how how can one be successful and flourish and be happy if they're living in a constant state of fear well that yeah. was the thing I wasn't I wasn't happy I wasn't flourishing I felt unstable I've come to realize a lot of the source of my depression and anxiety was that relationship um and uh there are some things about it that I'm still having a hard time coming to terms with it uh, but it was even stuff like when it when he would determine he was ready to talk it was always at night when we were about to go to bed and i would be dead tired at this point right i yeah. being, hate that <laughs> I oh can't. my god i hate that sorry <laughs> no taking care of our daughter you know doing all that stuff and i'm ready for bed and he would keep me awake for hours trying to talk and um i've come to 
find that that is actually um, a common practice of yeah. narcissists. Again, yeah, trying to go to sleep and then and then they dump a bucket of ice cold water well, on it's, you in the bed. Well, it's because you're less likely to argue back because you're so tired. It's finding you're defeated. you at a weak point. Yeah. And he would do that a lot to you know we don't capitalize on on weakness with our spouses we um we need to focus on on their strengths and frankly what competitive person wants we're all competitive i i want i want her her best like that's 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 tough yeah that's Um, really tough i mean even things like if i had a strong female friend he would find reasons for me not to be friends with them anymore. They would suddenly turn into being toxic. My best friend, um, she has really helped me um, to find my inner strength and my voice. And, uh, oh, he did not like that. He hates her. Um, You know, it was always there's something wrong with this friend. She's toxic. She's bad for you. She's negative. And I, I didn't have very many friends or even like activities that I could do by myself. Like mm-hmm. I got into running and then all of a sudden he got into running and we had to do it together. I started working out with a group of people and I was doing well. And then all of a sudden he has to join. Oh, and wow. It's now our thing together. And then even like when we moved and it was COVID and there was nothing going on. I would go take the old dogs out for a walk because that was my time, my alone time, my yeah. quiet time. Pretty soon he started going um, on those walks with me. Wow. You know, so I, I had I, no solo activities. I, I don't, I don't want to speak ill of, uh, and, and, uh, of, of anyone. Um, so I'm only going to share my personal deal. Um, and, and maybe I'm very, very fortunate. Maybe it's rare. I, I don't like having, with the exception of baseball, I don't like having activities. I, I, when you're, I'm very happy. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm in a good spot. So when, when I, when with like working out or an activity, I want her there. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to our workout uh, machine, um, which I mean, hey, if they want to sponsor, you know, Peloton, that'd be great. But um, <laughs> I could but use like that. I, I, I know. Well, Can like, we do a before not... and after Peloton? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, uh, I, I, I want to do that with her because before her father passed away, that's what we were doing. She would ride, and then she would come down the hallway, and it'd be my turn, and we'd high five, and then uh, like I want, I want to be around her all the time with stuff like that. Now I can tell you in my other relationships where it was toxic and it wasn't a good deal. I found myself definitely seeking things that were outside of her that she wouldn't want to do. And I knew that she wouldn't want to do it. And so I would, I would, I would seek those things to get my time. Yeah. You know? Um, And again, I don't want to speak ill of, um, you know, I'd like to say in a, in a perfect world, in a fairy tale, like, you know, yeah, he wanted to do that stuff with you because he wanted to be around you. What I'm hearing, though, is maybe he wanted to do those 
things, and, and, and this is me just being purely objective, did he wanted to do those things to keep a certain level of control? I, yeah. I like, I, I don't, that's what like, I'm maybe. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and, and again, I love him. Yeah. It, to me, like he's an incredible person. You're an incredible person. The, the fact that you are not incredible together is okay. It's totally okay. Um, but that's, oh man, that's, I, I was there, Berta. I, I was there. Yeah. That's tough. It is. It's, <laughs> And it's, it's been hard. Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. Um, you know, it's just as a person, an individual, you want a certain amount of autonomy, right? Like, and I understand wanting to spend time with the person you love, right? And the person you like being around, but when you are constantly doing everything together going to the store together in the house together shopping together ev- like whatever it is errands that need to be run and then yeah exercising running and the things and you're like not that, happy and i'm not happy and the things like that that the the working out and the running and stuff like that would always turn into a competition and turn into a one upsmanship and i don't engage with that so it was more like the only one upsmanship <laughs> I'm in is with myself to push myself. Yeah. But sure. it, 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 it almost made me want, not want to participate because of it, because then it was like, I'm looking down on you, you know? Oh yeah. You know? Oh, you're not, your stance isn't right. You're running wrong, you know? And then it was like nitpicky of all the things that you're not doing well. And that's what it would turn into. Um, that's shitty. Wow. Even insulting, you know, my favorite pastime, which was reading. I got told that I read too much and it gave me too much knowledge and it took time away from him. Oh my uh, goodness. Mm -hmm. And I'm a reader. I'm a huge reader. I've been a (laughs) bookworm since the day I could read. I'm so envious of readers. I know, me too. I'm trying. (laughs) And, and, and And yeah. Uh, that maybe 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 that's it too like do we do we i think a lot of people in society they they you know that could be very very mistaken but we um weaker individuals lash out against things that they don't don't understand or maybe that they're envious of like i wish that i had the deliberate diligence to read more Mm -hmm. you suck because you can do that that late. <laughs> Wait, I gotta show Roberta because I got <clears throat> I got a JP to read it. <gasps> she okay. Thanks. So this oh. is funny. I'm not. I'm not saying anything. You go. Stand back. I was looking for it on my bookshelf. I already have it. <laughs> <laughs> but when I read it, uh-huh. I was not in the right mental space sure. to really accept it for all it is. So I'm going to read it again because I think it'll help me incredibly more than it It's did. so crazy. Well, if you like a British accent or South African, <laughs> I'm really not sure what it is, but man, I love is it captivating. Kind of accent. Yeah. No, it's captivating. It really did yeah. change my outlook because I don't give a fuck about half the things I used to and it's easier not to give a fuck when there's nobody else telling you you should be giving a fuck about yeah something you shouldn't 
exactly don't, don't need to so so yeah. i'm gonna tell you that was super helpful for me to listen to that uh, audiobook it, it's five hours so i just listened to it back and forth to work every single day mm-hmm. and then and then it put me into a really good headspace so now what i've segued into is i i have seg segued into huberman lab and huber uh he's a professor at a stanford and um professor of of you know pardon me but i think it's neuroscience but then talking about the neurological reasons of mm. why your emotions and your brain acts the way that it does. And oh, I'm getting goosebumps. It's so fascinating. It, is so, it really is. Fascinating. Yeah. And wow. I, I even, I've said, I, I, I even was talking to my wife about something that happened the other day where I was like, oh, can I share something with you? And she's like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, so I'm listening to this neuroscience podcast. And I'm like, that is a, ref- I did this because it was a, a, a reflective reaction. It was a reflex. That's what my brain is. And so, um, uh, and then, and then talking about the segue for that to um, being deliberate and just like, it is eye-opening to look, what's one of the biggest challenges that I have ever had is understanding myself and why I act the way that I do and why I react the way that I do and the actions that I take. And it comforts me to know that there is a scientific, neurological reason yeah. why, yeah. and it's an understanding of self that is... Man, it takes I a higher could, level I could of cry because it is so cool to know like oh man I'm, I'm not there's nothing wrong with me yes that's important that's important for yes. everybody uh, but yeah to know that it there's there's a an element of it that's very scientific is very comforting I think mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I, with that I'm so thankful that I'm not dating anymore because I think my red flag list would like <laughs> totally change now uh, oh versus stuff yeah. that I would be tolerant of um, yeah. and, and stuff that I would just be totally intolerant of like yeah um and and that like um uh, that's why I am so grateful that my wife has stuck with me while I have been on this journey and been able to navigate um and and I'm not envious in any way of the two of you because I think that you're both on these incredible paths and journeys. Um, uh, that that you will be setting yourself up for such greater success. Should you decide to have a partner or not, it's a win-win be- because of you. You will have your great sense of self. Um, I really hit the effing lotto with not having myself figured out and then having a partner that is willing to be around and let me make mistakes and, and be tolerant and patient so long as I acknowledge when I make mistakes and when I F up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if I were dating now and it's like, I'm sorry, you don't have any grasp on the neurological reasons <laughs> on why you have the emotions that you do. Um, so look, it's black. 2023. <laughs> and by the way, the bill is um, $50. I need 25 bucks. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. You don't know about dopamine levels? I'm sorry. We can't talk. <laughs> yeah, red flag. Bye. <laughs> How about- so I, yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no, no, go ahead. Roberta, I want to hear any more of your red flags that you have listed, Ooh, yeah. or if you want to talk about them. Yeah. Um, yeah. F and list, man. Yeah. 
you know, I got that. Let me see. I'm like looking. No, so look, get no, it together, showing. JP. Okay. Um, <laughs> so get your list together next time. <laughs> all right. Uh, I want to also say an invasion of privacy. Ooh, um, and Ooh. this is taking advantage of knowing your partner's like phone, you know, pin or their passwords or whatever. Obviously, the reason your partner has given you access to that is because they trust you right. not to invade your privacy. However, the moment that you use it to go in there, Mouse. search out things, right, that you consider to be bad and then use that against them, right? Yeah. Like, I, I know in instances where people are like, oh, I looked in their phone and I saw they were cheating on me or whatever. Look, I am in the frame that you should not be going through your per partner's personal stuff period, yeah. period, 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 because, and I have to say this, maybe it's because when my ex did it to me, I know for a fact that was not the first time he did it. And it makes me wonder how long that had gone on before he determined he found something that he shouldn't have to use against me. Uh. Um, like the like they were looking for it or hoping yeah. to yeah like they're hoping. hoping for it yeah let me tell you guys this so I'm a writer I love to write and instead of journaling I will write poetry because it is a way for me to get out my um thoughts express my emotions in that time period mm -hmm. right not necessarily like that's what I'm feeling all the time just at that moment um when we were in the midst of fighting you know towards the end um he decided to go into my side table drawer dig out my poetry journal read my poetry and use it against me oh my god um, and there were things I had written about him so when he came to me about a poem that I had written and was like getting on me about what it meant I turned I was like well, did you read the poems that I wrote about you? Because they weren't nice. They were not nice. And he said, yeah. And he totally disregarded that part, mm, right? Yeah. It was his focus was only what he wanted to focus on. Mm. So he actually got mad at me when I took away his access to my phone and changed my password. And so it got to the point where he was like demanding me send him certain things because he didn't have access to it himself um that right there major red flag. A, anybody a, a red flag. anybody yeah. who would use your own written words against you in something that is wholly 100 percent uh, uh personal and private and something you would never share with anybody else yeah and to use that as a reason to make you feel like shit and make like you're doing wrong for even right having he shouldn't even thoughts. been in there and the, he should never have even uh, yeah, felt he had a Man. right to go in there. I think back to Goodwill Hunting, and and I think about what Robin Williams' his character is talking about, and and what it's like to be to be truly vulnerable, and 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 and, and you are, you 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 are the opposite of strength. You are at your absolute weakest moment. Yes, and yes. they can level you if they wanted to. 
-hmm. And instead of leveling you, they take you in that weak moment and they make you feel strong. They, Mm -hmm. they lift you up. Yeah. Never had that before. Never had that. So, so, so to take, because that's what people typically do. They take those words, they take those vulnerable things, and then they use it as a weapon. Mm-hmm. And that to me is why I'm so grateful because mine doesn't. Yeah. She That's the difference. So, yeah. so 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 definitely a red flag. The challenge is, right, that what percentage of people that are out there mm-hmm. use that crap as a weapon? Exactly. Exactly. And it even got to the point where I was like, well, I'm just not going to write anymore because I was already having and a hard time. And that's terrible. Right. It's taking away your joy. Taking away my yes. joy. I was already having a hard time writing as it was because, you know, I was dealing with anxiety and depression. And so when it finally is able to come to me and I can write, it's almost like miraculous, right? Because it's like, oh, I haven't done this in so long, uh, you know, when the inspiration strikes. And then um yeah for like jp said most vulnerable like the truest words coming deeply from my soul in that moment again may not reflect how i'm feeling the next day right but at that moment you had to get it out right yeah and then Mm -hmm. ultimately they resent they resent the fact that 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 they they don't have access to anymore and you resent the resentment and it's just a vicious cycle and this and that so yeah what uh what what's another What's another red flag? Um, she has a list. I, know. I do have a list. When your partner uh, threatens to harm or kill themselves based on something that Ooh. you're doing. Um, that, that's that's, that's really a really hard one. Yeah. That's a really hard one. Um, I myself, I have struggled with self-harm in the past. And that was really more when I was like a teenager um, and in my 20s. And thank goodness I have had therapy and I've been able to overcome that. And I'm actually uh, very vocal about it because I think that oftentimes there's such a taboo associated with stuff like that, that Mm -hmm. people don't speak about it openly. And I'm such a huge proponent of mental health that all the struggles and crap that I've gone through, I'm so willing to talk about it openly just to let others know out there that they're not alone Mm and going through the same thing. I think it's so, so important. Um, And also for my work, the work that I do, I am trained in suicide awareness. Um, So it is something that I take very, very seriously, right? Um, So... Uh, you know, uh, having a fight and, you know, having your partner tell you that they're so upset with you that they're going to kill themselves in one way or another. Um, and using suicide or harming yourself as a manipulation technique pisses me off because there are so many people who will say that and are actually serious about it and need to be heard and are ignored and they go through with the process. So to threaten what guilt would you like feel that, that yeah. Right. You know, Had I but not then, but then it gets anything. used against you in this scenario. Then you get with the mm-hmm. you you move on to another person, be it an intimate relationship or not. Mm-hmm. And then you are so poisoned and and numb to that that kind of stuff that 
You're like, I'm protecting myself this time. And yep. then that person does it. Right. And then what happens? You feel guilt. Right. Yeah. So I, uh, it's a terrible one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. a red flag. Yeah. Ooh, a red flag. Yeah. Um, that's a huge, huge red flag. I've still uh, got PTSD from that red flag. You know, we, we, we spent the entire time, um, you know, as we're getting close to the end here, we spent the entire time talking about red flags. Um, and, and if I can offer, you know, my thoughts on why, why we don't talk about why we didn't talk about green flags where good things is because of how easygoing we are, a good amount of people are and thereby, Hey, don't do, you know, these things on Roberta's list or is <laughs> list, right? Don't do these things and we can navigate everything else together, right? right? Like, okay. um, yeah, because things will change along the way too. And um, these will be my closing thoughts. Um, everything's fluid, but yeah, if there's something that you went through that's traumatic and that you just, personally never want to go through again you never have to go through it again because you just you know make sure that well first of all now you know how to identify it way quicker and then if you do identify it later you don't you know the outcome you just gotta you know how leaving immediately is going to be way later way better than than waiting an extra day and that's something I think when you're younger and you get married, you think, okay, well, wait it out, wait it out. It's fine. Wait it out, wait it out. Years go by. And then it's, it's way too late. Um, which is interesting because I think the amount of people who are doing that, that are in marriages that are in these positions, but aren't, you know, maybe they don't have a, their own job or maybe they don't have a backup income or, maybe it's a, you know, really dangerous situation. They're stuck in these marriages and they can't get out or that they don't feel strong enough to get out, you know? So hopefully, um, you you know, hopefully this will be the, a sign for somebody or just the message that it, it's not normal for any of us. And it's also, there's ways out, um, and, you know, talk, talk to the people who, you care about the most um and ask for their honest uh, their honest assessment of what they're seeing from from their side uh and to piggyback on that is um for for those of you that are that are listening that don't think that you're strong enough you are mm-hmm. you you are you have grit you have the ability um it, that first step is is pardon the cliche it is the biggest step but you are strong enough and I, don't, I think of it, forget that. I, the, um, what I, how I look at life now is like, when I read my life story, what do I want my life story to say? My life story Ooh. is going to be passed down to my daughter's going to read my life, but you know, the theoretical or probably written down as a book life story. All of these moments that I go through are going to be in my life story. If I had a chance, if I mess up two times on the same thing and cause myself the same, you know, traumatic, traumatic situations, and that takes up 30 years of my life, that's pretty obvious that I wasted a lot of my life not learning from my mistakes. 
So as I'm writing the, the book of, of my life, I want to make sure that it progresses in a way that I can be proud that when my daughter takes the story and passes it, this is what grandma used to be like, you know, this is, that's what she said. (laughs) That's what, so I just, it, at the end of the, at the end of the day, I think the way I'm looking at it is I need to make sure that the decisions that I make hold strong for generations to come. I guess it's like, look at your, your mom, your great grandmother, look how strong she was. Look at how she did it. That's, that's kind of how I ride nowadays. <laughs> I think you. it's especially important for us with mm-hmm. um, daughters. Yeah. You know, yeah. in that sense, I completely um, agree. Completely yeah. agree. You know, uh, if I could say my final thoughts yeah. um, to Don't ask. listening, <laughs> you hold on, hold on. You know, I grew up in a severely polite household. So I am going to do all the polite things. Yeah, we've also been rude to one another. So just, you go right on ahead. That's true. But I can't be rude to Bella. That's, um, not yet. That's We're going to get drunk. Not yet. We're You're going to get drunk. there. You're yeah. going to get there. Yeah. Yes. Let's have a drunk podcast. And yeah. then we'll talk all we'll the talk shit. All the shit. Um, yeah. all the worse. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Well, I mean, I got it, and, and I'm, I'll totally succumb to peer pressure. So, okay. Okay. Now, final, final thoughts, please. I'd like yeah, to hear yeah. your final thoughts, please, Bernie. Oh, thank you. Um, this goes out to everyone, but especially the women out there. You cannot fix somebody. You are not mm-hmm. responsible for fixing them. You are not responsible for changing them. You are not responsible for making them a better person. The only person that you are responsible for is yourself if you have kids then you know um so don't excuse somebody's actions or green flags or anything like that uh by telling yourself a that you can fix it b that you can help them change if you point it out to them or even c which is something my mother-in-law said is Mm. that person has always been that way why is it different now mm-hmm. just because a certain person is a certain way acts a certain way treats you a certain way doesn't mean it's right it does just because there's a history of it mm-hmm. does it make it right and be uh, because you've lived through it and you've maybe even accepted it still doesn't make it right um yeah I'd like to piggyback on what JP said uh, you're strong and you can mm-hmm. find your inner strength. And uh, one of the things to find it is to truly rely on the people who do love you for who you are and as you are and can maybe help you grow as a person, but won't necessarily hold your faults against you as reason to be mad at you if that makes sense um definitely we're all on a journey yeah we're all on a path we're on a growth and uh, you know we're all going to grow and uh it goes back to that person your partner are they happy with your growth are they supportive of the the better person that you are trying to become or are they holding it against you or are they trying to hold you back because they feel like they 
can't grow as a person themselves. Yes. You know, um, so I think that's something. Man, this I think I gained weight important. from how heavy this conversation was. <laughs> 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 Roberta, if you Ooh. ever want to write, if you want to be a writer, and you can definitely write on whatever you want on my on the website. I can, really? Yeah, I, I can like set you up with the login and stuff, and then I can show you how to okay. post it and everything. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes. Okay, I would love to do that. Yay! Okay, yeah. Okay, well, I'll definitely show you. I'll set it up, and then I'll show you how to do it. So. Okay. Hey. JP's over there is just like <laughs> smiling up towards the I, heaven. I, I, I We're building an empire. I, over here. We are building an empire. Yes. I love y'all. Yes. I love, I you, love guys you guys too. This love is a. So I love this conversation. This is going to be helpful. It was very. Yeah nice to release these tensions yes every 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 i know it's been twice but every time we do this it just reminds me of how grateful i am and i'm so happy to see the two of you on the paths that you're on and it's just it's a lot of love and i it's overwhelming um your positive forces and it's it's just it's wonderful and well, i appreciate you. you thank you jp you guys are the criers yeah yeah <laughs> we are we're but now more often <laughs> it's it's i'm a crier when i'm happy i don't cry yeah that's sad. Awesome. yeah it's yeah. uh yeah it's it's that thing of just when you cry just because of overwhelming positivity and yeah. love it yeah. is a uh a good thing it doesn't mean that you're weak I, no, I think that, no, that was another beautiful. thing that yeah. I didn't cry from the time I was 14 until way later in life. And I am so grateful that I'm able to do it now. And, um, you know, look, everything in moderation, except heroin. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next time. Peace. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you like what you heard, check out CrossTheStreamsMedia.com to hear more episodes of this podcast and the other shows on the Cross the Streams Network. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your favorite shows. Visit CrossTheStreamsMedia.com for more information. See you next time.